barra Grupo Baugan. Aquí comienza Inglés Online TV. Welcome to the program, everybody. The show today, Inglés Online TVE. Inglés Online TVE. And today we are exploring class number 135. For those of you at home are saying, ¿Pero qué es eso? Class, class 135, ¿qué dice? Well, I'm talking about the course that we offer on Televisión Española here in Spain on Channel 2. We have every morning during the week from Monday through Friday and we repeat shows on the weekend as well from 7.30 to 8 during the week we have a new class with new content and then every afternoon I review the content right here on the radio and also on YouTube I, I apologize today's program is not on YouTube for technical reasons but I'll be back on Monday on YouTube once again but uh, for now We are, this is a radio exclusive, everybody, review of class number 135 of our course, Inglés Online TVE. And if you want more information, if you're interested in the course and getting a teacher to help you work through the course, uh, but through the portal exclusively online, the full Vaughn online course can be obtained at curso de inglés online tve.com. Curso de inglés online. TVE.com is the website, and you can get information and pricing. It is a very complete course, a full year's worth of English at your pace, at a convenient pace for you. So check it out. But uh, today's show is free. No cuesta nada. You can, you can follow on uh, YouTube, Inglés Online TVE, and you can get the, all of the classes And uh, almost all of the audio reviews, with the exception of a few, for technical reasons, we can't always bring you um, the live YouTube show. But today we're on the radio. Here we are, class number 135. And let's begin, as always, with today's beginner content. Nivel básico. Beginner content. My mother-in-law knows a lot about life. Hmm. Mi suegra sabe mucho de la vida. My mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. So we say, we, we can look at some of these family relationships, right? If you, if you, if you, if, if I marry a woman, her mother becomes my mother-in-law. In law, L-A-W. We don't say law. It's spelled L-A-W. We say mother in law. And my, and her husband would be my father in law. My mother in law, mi suegra, my mother in law knows a lot, sabe mucho sobre la vida. She knows a lot about 
life. And one common mistake I hear is people saying the life. We don't say the life, we say life. Life is precious. Life is valuable. We're trying to learn about life. You only have one life to live. Enjoy your life. Así es la vida. That's life. We don't say the life, okay? So we don't put the article in front of the word life. Now, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and then we, we have another thing we say in English, which is grand. For, for example, my grandparents, mis abuelos, my grandparents were from Europe. My grandmother, mi, mi, mi abuela, mi abuelo, my grandfather. And so to them, I am their grandson. My brother and I, we are their grandsons. My grandparents on my mother's side had oof, many grandsons and many granddaughters. So anytime we go two steps, we use the word grand. And, okay, our sentence today, my mother-in-law knows a lot about life. Okay. I would say that my grandparents knew a lot about life. My grandparents. It's interesting because being from North America or when you, when you talk to a person in Spain, typically their parents and their grandparents are Spanish. But in North America, most of my friends had grandparents from Europe or grandparents who came to North America, or who maybe were born in Canada, but their great-grandparents were from Europe, and they immigrated to North America. So in my case, my family uh, was very mixed. My On my mother's side, my grandmother was Italian. Her family came from Italy. And my grandfather was English. His father came from England. And they met in Canada because they were offered work, which was a very typical, well, the, the, you know, the most common reason for immigration. You know, people in their own country, they need opportunity. They're looking for opportunities. They're looking for reason. They're, they're looking for a better life. And they saw advertisements in local newspapers saying, go to Canada, start a new life, have an opportunity. So in the case of my mother's side, they came to eastern Canada, to Atlantic Canada, to Cape Breton Island, which is an island off the in the north of my province of Nova Scotia. And they went to that island to work in the coal mines. Now, these are actually my great-grandparents. My grandparents were actually, bo actually born in Canada, but came just, you know, as, as infants. Um, and in the case of my grandparents on my mother's side, they were, they were promised work. These families were promised work and they were promised a house, which they got. But they, the conditions were not good. The conditions were 
were um, very challenging. Basically, they were offered work, but they, they had to work in the coal mines and they lived in houses owned by the company and they shopped in the store owned by the company known as the company store. So the company really owned your life in a way. It, it, well, it owned, it controlled your income at least. It controlled you financially. They gave you enough money to survive paying back to them for the accommodation, paying back to them for food, but not enough money to really accumulate wealth or move up any sort of social. It would be very difficult to, to, to move up uh, the social ladder. Now, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, somehow bought land, and I don't know how he did it, but he bought land and, and got out of the company housing and bought a big piece of land, which he then subdivided. And uh, my family, they're called, my, my mother's maiden name is Sharp. And my great-grandfather bought a bunch of land and divided it among his two, between his two sons. He had two sons. He divided the land between his two sons and then they each had several children and divided the land. The land was big enough that they divided it among all those children. And now there's a street called a lane. They call it Sharp's Lane because his surname was Sharp. So Sharp's Lane is still, if I go there now, it's all Sharp's. Well, not all now, but or used to be all Sharp's. And a lot of the Sharp's still live there, my mother's cousin's. But that is because they moved, they were able to move out of the company housing and get in and start sort of a homestead, start a, a home for family and have several generations that, that lived on that land. But my, so I, so my mother grew up in a house with an Italian mother and an English father. My grandfather, my grandmother stayed at home because she had lots of children and it's what, it's what was common at the time. And ran the house, and my grandfather worked in the coal mine, shoveling coal, right? Right, carbon, shoveling coal for 47 years. Very, very hard job. And the coal industry, it's kind of like maybe, I don't know, maybe in Asturias, or I don't know if there's coal in, maybe in Bilbao or in the north of Spain. But uh, I think Asturias is where you have maybe Galicia. But there was uh, a lot of coal there in Cape Breton, and they had a, a steel mill as well where they produced steel, and they used the coal to heat the ovens and all of that. And it was big industry. And now the coal mines, I think, are all closed. I think one of them maybe sometimes opens, sometimes closes, depending on the economic situations of the time. But more or less the... The mines are closed in Canada, in Atlantic Canada, the coal mines, because it's not considered a very forward-thinking uh, source of energy. But that was my mother's side of the family. So my gram, my grandparents, mis abuelos, my grandparents on my mother's side, my grandmother was Italian, my grandfather was English. And on my father's side... A story that was somewhat similar, but instead of mining, it was farming. 
So they were offered land in Western Canada, in Alberta. So they moved from, in the, in, in the case of my grand, my grandfather, his family was Scottish. They were from near, uh, they were from Dunfermline, Scotland. And they moved from Scotland to Western Canada when they were given land. The Canadian government said, look, you, you can have this land if you farm it, if you develop it and help us develop these communities. So they moved to, um, to Alberta, started farming, and my grandmother, my grandmother was actually French Canadian, and she met my grandfather. My grandfather had moved around. They had moved to Ontario uh, later on and, and were farming in Ontario, and, and my grandmother and grandfather met there, but she was French Canadian. She was Quebecois from, from, from Quebec. And so I have an interesting background of French Canadian, Scottish, English, and Italian, my four grandparents. So this is the reality with a lot of North Americans is that we, we are a real mix of, uh, of cultures. Anyway, all that came from that first sentence. My mother-in-law, mi suegra, sabe mucho sobre la vida. And a lot of these people, when I think of my grandparents, I think they do know a lot of, they knew a lot about life. And I appreciate my conversations with my grandparents and probably more now than ever. And my grandparents are all gone. None of them are living, but I wish I had the opportunity to have more discussions uh, with them. One thing I remember my grandfather telling me, my grandfather in Nova Scotia, in Cape Breton Island, who was a miner for 47 years, when I asked him about the lifestyle, he said, we didn't know we were poor. And I found that to be a very interesting and profound statement because they were poor, but they didn't know it because everybody was the same. And it kind of relates to how um, happiness is all, you know, it, it, it depends on what you set your who you set your standards against and if you are if you have desires if you want things that you can never have then you'll never be happy but when you set your desires within what you can achieve or within maybe what you already have and you're not excessively ambitious towards goals that you can never reach i think ambition is a great thing and it's good to be ambitious and that's a bad word in spanish as negative con connotations, but in English it doesn't. But I think it's good. I think it is good to be ambitious towards realistic goals. But the problem is when you say, "I want to walk on the moon," or "I want to be as rich as Bill Gates," and it's something you can't achieve. And if you don't allow yourself to be happy without reaching that unachievable goal, then you're always going to be miserable. So it's important to have goals and it's important to, to be ambitious towards self-improvement. But you also have to be realistic. And I think that was my grandfather's point. He said, you know, we, we didn't, we were happy. We were poor, but we didn't know it because everybody, 
everybody else was poor. Everybody else had the same struggles. But there was great satisfaction from that hard-working lifestyle, I think. And nobody seemed to complain. Anyway, our beginner sentence. All right, let's push forward, everybody, and go ahead with today's intermediate content. Nivel Intermedio Okay, intermediate. There were a few problems, and that's why the meeting was called off. There were a few problems. Hubo problemas. Right, unos problemas. There were a few, a few, a few problems. Three, maybe four, I don't know. There were a few, there were a few problems, and that's why. Y es, y es por eso. That's why. That's a good structure to know. That's why. Es por eso. Que la reunión fue, pues, anulado. Called off. So we have a phrasal verb here, to call off, que es anular, to call off, to cancel. We can also say to put off. That's different. To put off is to postpone. Whereas to call off is to cancel. Posponer, to put off. Eh, we'll have, like, you put off... They don't really do it with football, but with baseball, for example, in America, baseball, they will, they will, uh, put off a game. They'll say, okay, rain delay, we're gonna play it in two hours, or we're gonna stop for an hour, or for 15 minutes, or whatever, and they put it off. They postpone it. They delay it. But to call it off means to cancel it, to completely cancel something. So there were a few problems, hubo unos, unos problemas, and that's why, yes, por eso, that's why the meeting was called off. Es por eso que estoy aquí, that's why I'm here. To teach English, that's why I'm here. To host the show, that's why I'm here. Ah, oh, to improve your English, oh, that's why you're listening. Or maybe because you find it entertaining. Maybe that's why. It's por eso. That's why. That's why. So our full sentence, there were a few problems. There were a few problems. And that's why. There were a few problems. And that's why the meeting was called off. Mm. And now I don't know what the problems were. But there were a few, there were a few problems. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, why don't we do a few sentences of translation here? I'm going to, because I think that sentence was pretty simple. Before we go to our advanced content, let's try a few sentences. How about five sentences? I'm going to say it in Spanish. I want you to say it out loud. Okay. Number one. No hay por qué preocuparse. No hay por qué preocuparse. ¿Cómo se dice eso en inglés? There's no need to worry. No hay por qué. There's no need to worry. Number two. No funciona nada en este país. Nothing works in this country, en este país. 
Nothing works in this country. Nothing works. No funciona nada. Nothing works. Number three. Él está en camino. He's on his way. Now, él está en camino. We, we could say he's on the way. Or he's on his way. We use the possessive. Boy, right? I'm on my way. He's on his way. She's on her way. We're on our way. Estamos en camino. We are on our way. You're on your way. He's on his way. Okay? Estar en camino. And we have another phrasal verb, very different, to be in the way. Que, está, que es como estar en medio. I'm on my way, but there's something in the way. Something is obstructing me. Something is blocking me. Right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to drive, but there's some, there's a truck that is stopped. It's broken down. It's blocking the road and it's in the way. Or I can't get through the door because there's, there are five chairs in front of the door and they are in the way. So in the way and on the way, very different. On the way means in camino. You're traveling. You're on your way. You're, you're traveling. You're on your way. We often use the possessive. I'm on my way. He's on his way. But to be en medio, something is in the way. It's obstructing me. It's blocking me. It's in the way. I can't proceed because there's, there's something in the way. There's something blocking me. There's something limiting me. There's something in the way. Okay. There we go. We're going to, we're going to go ahead. Let's, let's push forward everybody and take a look at today's advanced content. Nivel avanzado. All right, our advanced content today. It's such a relief. You were able to make it. <sighs> que alivio. What a, what a relief. What a relief. It is such a... Es un alivio. It's such a relief. Que alivio. It is such a relief that you were able to. Que estabas capaz de. To be able to. To be able to. That you are able to. That you were able to. To be able to, we can use in all the, and we can use in the future, present, or past. Tomorrow, I'll be able to be there. I'm not able to be there now, but I'll be able to be there tomorrow. I was able to be there yesterday. It's such a relief that you were able to make it. To make it means to arrive, to be able to poder asistir, to be able to make it. It's such a relief that you were, you were able to make it. Right. Monday, I'm, I'm going to be able to make it to the show. I was able to make it to the show yesterday. I was able to make it here yesterday. I'm able to make it here now today. And I'm going to be able to, unless there's a big problem, I will be able to make it to the show on Monday. I hope you're able to listen to the show on Monday. It's such a relief that you were able to make it. It wouldn't have been the same without you. Right? Habría sido diferente. No habría sido 
lo mismo, ¿no? It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been the same igual sin ti. It wouldn't have been the same without you. Okay, that's a good, now would. People have, people struggle with this pronunciation. So I think it's the third time this week I've practiced it, would. It's the same as like madera, would, would. Would and wouldn't. It wouldn't have been the same without you. It is such a relief. And with the contraction, it's. It's such a relief. Que alivio. It's such a relief that you were able to make it. Que estabas capaz de, de, de llegar. It wouldn't have been. No habría sido lo mismo sin ti. It wouldn't have been the same without you. It would have been different. It wouldn't have been the same. Okay, ooh, a bit of a tricky sentence there, but hopefully you're able to get that. And remember, you can see our, our you can you can watch the show, the TV show again on YouTube, English Online TV. And on Monday, I will be able, I will be on YouTube myself live on Monday as usual at 7 p.m. with the program. We're out of time, but I want to thank you for listening today. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you'll have a wonderful weekend, everybody. And uh, keep studying, and be sure to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Inglés Online, T-U-V-E, is the channel on YouTube for lots of updates and lots of extra content. And uh, continue to study. Keep keep working hard. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. que nadie abandone su inglés este verano. Y es por eso que queremos ponértelo muy fácil, ofreciéndote grandes descuentos en los cursos y programas con el método Baugan que más demanda tienen en verano. Así que ya lo sabes, este verano no abandones tu inglés. Entra en grupobaugan.com o llama al 911-335831. Los cursos intensivos de verano de Baugan son diferentes a otros cursos intensivos de verano. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, nosotros no metemos entre 10 y 12 alumnos en cada clase. Nosotros tenemos un máximo de 6 alumnos por clase. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, no somos rígidos, somos flexibles. Puedes hacer un curso de una, dos, tres o cuatro semanas como tú decidas. En nuestros cursos intensivos de verano, 